Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, not Dave Koch, not Jeff Williams, not Chuck Fitzgerald, but it's me, Joe Quattrochi, the original Super Looper, and Saratoga Joe. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by our producer extraordinaire, the one guy who, well, Dave does too, but I don't want to leave Dave out, but uh, the guy who makes the magic, makes this show happen, Mr. Jeff Williams. Jeff, welcome to the show tonight. <laughs> Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. I got, I got to give you credit, man, because you know you're, you and Dave do all the editing, and I'm supposed to learn one of these <laughs> days. So I need to give you props uh, because you're the one that, and Dave are the guys that make this happen. So I uh, just want to say thank you publicly as a show that I'm hosting. So uh, good to have you on tonight. Before <laughs> cool. we get before we get started, I want to real quick. I want to ask you uh, publicly on the record, uh, Jeff. What did you uh, not to be spoilers? What did you think of the new? Epcot Forever show last night. <laughs> oh, man. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm glad it's not going on forever. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? I actually feel kind of good about it because, um, yeah, I mean, Harmonious will be a nice welcome to, uh, <laughs> to the Epcot lineup. <laughs> right. The finale, the finale was great, and I think the new logo merchandise for the show was awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, just wasn't. Didn't get the goosebumps like Illuminations, but, uh, you know, it was all right. I mean, uh, I give sure. Disney credit for trying something new, so, uh, right. but I wanted to ask you publicly about that. But uh, tonight, uh, before we get started, we have a spe very special guest on tonight, but first, before we get started, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsors, the companies that make this happen, uh, that support us so we could do this. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, uh, our big sponsor, um, with the opening of the new Skyliner. I was just down in Disney, and... Uh, Skyliner is pretty cool when it does work, uh, but if you're riding the Skyliner, make sure you check out Joffrey's new location located at Caribbean Beach at their transfer station. Kind of like the, yeah, I guess the uh, Skyliner TTC, uh, but they have a new Joffrey's coffee kiosk. We've kind of talked about it on previous shows. Really cool. It's a kind of, um, you know, modeled and themed out to what the station there looks like. Uh, their new drink is the Toffee Flight Latte. Uh, it's a latte blended with sea salt, caramel toffee, and dark chocolate topped with toffee crumbles and a cloud of whipped cream. Uh, you can get that hot or cold. A lot of toffee in that, uh, 569. Also, because uh, we're in a October holiday, Halloween fall season, they've got a pumpkin pie latte and a harvest chai latte uh, at those uh, locations as well. So Joffrey's is a great partner of ours. Check them out, joffreys.com in the parks. Uh, support them. Also, DVC Resale Market, uh, they're celebrating uh, their five-year anniversary, so uh, make sure you check them out. You know I'm a DVC lover. Our guest that's on tonight is also a DVC owner at Disney's Grand Floridian Villas, so uh, 
you know, we, we love DVC in a show. Uh, DVC resale market, um, just a little bit about them. If you don't know, they sell uh, in the, they sell 95% of their contracts within the first 30 days. Uh, in 2018 alone, they've sold over almost 3,000 contracts. And uh, right now, they have 13 former DVC cast members on staff with over 100 years of experience and over 500 million in sales. So if y'all are looking at buying DVC, yeah, there's other resale markets out there, but the one to go to is dvcresalemarket.com. Give them a call. Let them know the Mickey dude sent you. Uh, dvcresalemarket.com, or you can call them at 1-844-DVC-PROS. And if you're bored listening to this in the parks, uh, download their app on the uh, Apple Store and the iTunes Store and uh, Google Play. They have an app, and you can look for uh, resale market contracts out there. So, yeah, check them out, DVC Resale Market. We've had them on the show. They're awesome guys, great partners of us, and I uh, just want to give them props for – Helping us have fun with this podcast and bring it to y'all. So, uh, yeah, dvcresellmarket.com. So tonight's guest, uh, I've been a guest on his show before. And uh, actually, I think I was one of their first guests, which is funny because I was the first guest over here before they made me uh, – they invited me on to be a you know rotating commentator. But uh, this gentleman, uh, he is the co-host of the Disney Dads podcast. Uh, he's the co-host of the Away With Me Travel podcast. Uh, he's a travel agent with Away With Me Travel. Uh, his name is Mr. Justin Suter from South Carolina. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Joe, we're sailing, sailing away, buddy. I'm doing yeah. great. Doing did really, I, really well. Did I, I think I missed one of your podcasts, right? You it's okay. I do so many. I don't even know. I mean, it, I'm, I forget some of our podcasts, so you can check them all out at our website, www.disneydadspodcast.com. They're all there for you. So yeah, it's actually weird. I've been on Justin's show, uh, him, and he's on a show with Jason Odegaard and Mike Stolfi, great guys over there. Make sure you check out their show. Uh, it's a family show, uh, a lot of great information over there. Justin's also a travel agent. Uh, but I was on her show, done some Run Disney shows. I think I've done a golf show with you, yeah, uh, some fun. DVC stuff. So it's weird being on the other side of the, uh, the mic tonight. Usually I'm the one getting asked questions. But tonight, we're putting Justin on the spot. Uh, so, Justin, first of all, for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with you or the shows that you're on, just tell us a little bit you know, about yourself and why you became a Disney fan and you know, why you know, first time to Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, definitely. I grew up a Disney kid, grew up in the parks. I think my first trip, I was probably 18 months old and uh, regularly was in the parks you know, all the time after that. And then uh, I married a lovely woman who had never been to Disney, so I converted her, like the like the uh, the good Disney fan I am. And uh, we have a seven-year-old daughter, and she loves Disney Cruise Line, loves Disney World, Disneyland, Alani. Uh, we've been over to Europe um, on Disney Cruise Line. Uh, for us, Disney is our escape. Uh, we were in the parks two weeks ago, and we'll be heading back down there uh, two weeks from today, actually. We'll be heading down for Mickey's Not So Scary, so... Everything Disney in our like our house looks like Disney vomited all over it. So it is uh it's always a fun day when we're in the parks and even better when I get to talk to you about it, buddy. So uh, same here. So I, as I said in the intro, you are a DVC owner. Mm -hmm. I'm a DVC junkie. Um, so tell us where you own. How long you been a DVC owner? Uh, favorite resort to stay at. Yeah, it's a great story. So we had no intention of becoming DVC owners. My wife, we were engaged in 2010. And our families gave us money for this big wedding to invite everybody. And we were at Disney and we thought, you know what, let's go on a tour and let's go check out Bay Lake Tower. And at the time, we, like I said, we had zero intention of buying. We left a day later. We said, why aren't we spending all this money on a wedding? Let's buy our first contract. So we bought our first contract at Bay Lake Tower. And then a couple years later, added on an additional contract at the Grand Floridian. DVC has changed the way we do Disney. Uh, it, you know, we used to be rope drop to 
kiss goodnight. Like we did not leave the parks. Now it's so relaxing to be able to go and just enjoy the resorts. We've stayed at, uh, we have stayed at every DVC resort on Disney property so far, except for Riviera. We haven't done that one yet. Um, but it has changed our lives with, uh, with having DVC. I, I can't go back in my memory and think of what it used to be like without it. I don't know. Are you like that? Yeah, it's well, first of all, my situation was similar. I didn't spend the wedding money uh, yeah. <laughs> on a DVC contract, <laughs> but my wife did say um, I married similar. My wife, Jen, did not go a lot as a kid or really at all. Um, so we're kind of making up for it now, which is beneficial to me. But, uh, um, you know, she said we needed to get married first before uh, we bought the DVC contract. So I had to actually tie the knot and sign the marriage license first. Before. I see how she got you. Good. Yeah. yeah got so you. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny. Our first. Um, trip together was like a one night stay at like pop century. And our mm -hmm. first show we saw was we had dinner in Mexico. Uh, and we had, uh, we saw illuminations. That was like our first, um, our first, I guess, date, uh, at Walt Disney world. And I specifically, specifically remember that night. And this is funny. Everybody knows I'm a NASCAR fan. My wife works for NASCAR. Um, that was the night that Juan Pablo Montoya hit the jet dryer during the Daytona 500, it was a rain delay that night. And my phone was blowing up during illuminations. So I'm like, what's going on? They're like, are you watching the race? Are you there? And I was like, no, no, I'm not there. And remember he crashed into the jet dryer. But anyway, it's just, if you're not, if you don't know anything about that, Google it. It's actually, it's pretty <laughs> crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, but it's definitely, uh, DVC has definitely changed the way uh, we vacation as well. Um, you know, it, it, I think it, it actually takes a little bit of stress off it because yeah. you know, we, we've, we've been fortunate enough to pay off the, the initial, um, you know, contract sale. We pay our dues at the beginning of January. And when we book, it's just, it's very, it's easy just to click and select the points and just be done with it. Um, we, we, we're lucky we're, you know, I'm a quasi Florida resident back and forth. Um, we don't rush to the parks. We don't, we don't do, like you said, rope drop to, to, to closing. We'll go for a couple hours and we go back to the hotel. Like for an example, we were just there a few weeks ago and we rope dropped to do galaxy's edge. And we honestly were in the studios for like three hours and we went back to the pool for like yeah. the rest of the day and, I, and actually got a 16 mile run in, in the middle of the day. It was actually cloud covered. It was actually kind of cool. So I actually got my run in the middle of the day. So we weren't like stressed to be like, Oh my God, I need to like go do another attraction. I need to go utilize every minute of the park. It makes us enjoy the resorts more. It makes us enjoy the restaurants and enjoy your surroundings. Like, I mean, we've even just staying at Saratoga, I know I'm a big fan of Saratoga. We would just take walks at night, grab a beer, a little road soda, and just walk mm -hmm. around the grounds and enjoy the waterfalls and take a walk over to Disney Springs. I mean, enjoy the property that you're essentially paying for. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely uh, changed the way that um, that we vacationed that well. Do you have – and I forgot that you were a Bay Lake Tower property owner as well. Uh, yeah, so, we got both, yeah. But uh, So if you had to pick uh, a favorite of all of them, including Al Alani or, you know, uh, you, I know you're a South Carolina guy, so you're close to Hilton Head – Vero, do you have a, a favorite? You know, I would. Hmm, gosh, that's hard. I would be torn between Polly and Boardwalk. Boardwalk for the for the one reason that I can walk to Hollywood Studios and I can walk to Epcot anytime I don't have to touch a Disney bus. Uh, it, I'm happy about it. Um, Polly, I just love the feel of the Polly. I love having a one monorail stop to Epcot, one monorail stop to uh, to MK. So I would probably go with one of. I know I'm cheating and taking two. But uh, depending <laughs> on the availability and the amount of points, that's probably probably where I go. But I will say this. Listen, if Alani was only a couple hours from me like Disney is, Alani is going to take it by far. Yeah. I mean, that place is unbelievable. I mean, it's just I, if you're a DVC owner, even if you're not, 
get to Alani because it is really a trip of a lifetime going out there and uh, experience Disney mixed in with Hawaiian culture. Yeah, Alani's even good because just for the fact that the side of Oahu that it's on, it's yeah. on like the much quieter side compared to being down in Waikiki. Well, if you're looking for a quiet vacation, it's definitely on the, the better side of the island where there's not as much going on. Um, it's funny, as you said, boardwalk, because my wife goes back and forth as favorite resort between Polynesian and boardwalk. And boardwalk is because that was the first resort we actually stayed at as DVC mm -hmm. owners. And for the last illuminations the other night, we actually stayed at the Dolphin. Because uh, okay. I had some Marriott points, and so we just stayed there, and it's, it was walking distance. And uh, every time she walked by the boardwalk, she's like, man, I really love the boardwalk. Man, I really love the boardwalk. So she bounces between the poly and the boardwalk constantly. You know, She just wanted to buy a resale contract two weeks ago at the poly. Now she loves boardwalk all of a sudden. So uh, <laughs> the board, I don't know if it's because the boardwalk is based off of Jersey. I don't know, but she loves it. But, uh, you know, it's uh, you can't go wrong either way. The boardwalk's a fantastic location. Um you know, we we like all the little restaurants around the boardwalk. The buskers are always fun to watch. Uh, so the pizza, you know. man, you can't go wrong leaving Epcot, grabbing a cold <laughs> shopper hopper and a slice of pizza. Now I will we'll, pizza if you are family. I will say this: I personally think that the boardwalk pizza window is one of the better pizzas. One hundred percent property. Yep. I think it's better than Viennapoli. I think it's better than yeah. any of the other. Like, I mean, Jeff, what is your thought? I mean, have you had? We pounded the pizza together. Remember? That's right. Oh my God, Doug, we were right next to each other. <laughs> How first of all, how soon did I forget that? And you know, it's funny. Every time I walk by, um, what's the lounge up there called? Oh my god, my my mind is uh, right, Abercadabar. No, no, the one above it. Uh, Misner's or no? No, no, the one at Boardwalk upstairs. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking. You know, I went there for the first time this past trip, and I can't think of the name either. Oh yeah. my goodness, uh, the one above on top of Boardwalk. I'm sure it's on the second like, floor up there, yeah, right? Right, you're coming upstairs, right? Everybody's screaming at their like of course their computers right now uh, but every time jeff i walk by there i think of like us hanging out there and i you know and i forget Heck that we yeah. had pizza we shared a pizza together outside the Bora pizza window but yeah that's definitely uh some of the better pizza on uh on property but uh but the one thing so speaking of vacations we're talking here about dvc um i'm pretty fortunate you know that being an owner i, I did a ton of research um going into dvc talk to people i talked to people who own dvc you know i've uh, I watched YouTube videos up to up to gazoos about like contracts and use years and different resorts. Mm -hmm. The one thing, and I've said this on your show, and I'm still guilty. I was trying to get on your guys' trip for your show, and it just didn't work out time wise. But if you're choosing to take a different Disney vacation, and you're choosing to go on a Disney cruise vacation, like a Disney cruise line vacation, now Disney cruise cruise line's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. It's not new. However, I'm one of those people that has yet to pull the trigger on it. And as much as a Disney fan that I am, Justin, you know, I've said this on your guys' show, I still know nothing about Disney Cruise Line. <laughs> I, know, I know the ships exist. I don't know the difference between them. I know right. that there's uh, Palo Brunch, disposable, like the best thing ever. I know about Castaway Key. And I know about the Aqueduct. That's about it. Okay. So tonight, I figured, and I know that you are, you have status in Disney Cruise Line. Am I correct? Oh yeah, we're platinum. We're platinum sailors. We've we've uh, we've been on all the ships. We've done, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into the routes and everything and, and what they do. But we've yeah, we've done just about every route they offer, and so so it's uh, we love it. I wanted to take this opportunity. You know, here on the, on the, on Mickey Dudes, we we have a lot of fun shows. We do like snack crawls. We do. Mm -hmm. 
you know, imagination, you know, like you design this attraction or do this or do that. Uh, but tonight I want to actually have like a quasi series because I want like a show that like our listeners can go to. And if they've never done a Disney cruise or interested in doing a Disney cruise like myself, like Mr. Tim Schleska, who unfortunately could not be on tonight because AT&T is having their issues in the greater Chicagoland area um, to ask questions to come to this show and be like, this is a good reference to start with. Definitely. So, uh, and obviously, you are either an owner or you own Away with Me Travel, or you're an employee. That I'm you... I'm the sales director for Away with Me Travel. So okay. yeah, so you... that and then I I take care of uh, of uh, our clients as well. So I can take care of all your all your travel needs with that too. So yeah, so so not only are you platinum DCL, but you mm-hmm. also book people's vacations as well. Yes. So you, you do that professionally as well. So I figure this is a great opportunity for you to come on and explain to our listeners the steps that one would take and maybe answer some questions that myself has and, you know, maybe some of our other listeners have out there as well. So the first thing um, I guess we should start with, and I know Disney Cruise Line just re- released their 2021 itineraries. There was some other news about it. So do you want to first, I guess, start with the the breaking news in the Disney Cruise Line world? Just explain to everybody what's kind of going on right now, and then we'll get into the step-by-step of booking a cruise. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, we had dates will be released tomorrow, uh, October the third, for all cruisers, um, and that is early twenty twenty one. The cool part is they're going back to New Orleans. That's one sailing I haven't done yet is out of New Orleans, and I'm really that is on the list for me to be on the Wonder, uh, the Disney Wonder, will be going out of New Orleans in early twenty twenty one. Tiana's Place, one of the restaurants on the Wonder, is fantastic. They'll also be doing the Westbound Panama Canal out of New Orleans. Uh, over to San Diego. So if you are looking at a once-in-a-lifetime trip, that is one to definitely sign up for. Um, the other news is not so much fun news. It is the fact that Disney Cruise Line announced that they are getting rid of the uh, with the placeholder, which I, I guess I should explain to everybody what a placeholder is real fast. Whenever you sail on Disney Cruise Line, and this is the one question I get from everyone, is how do I save money on a Disney cruise? There's only one way, and that is to, when you sail the first time, to book what they call a placeholder. And what you're doing is you are reserving your spot on any future cruise for two years. You put down $250. With that, it reserves your spot. You can go back and, and pick your date at a later date. Uh, and with that, you used to get 50% off of your um, your deposit, which is 20% of the rate. Uh, so you used to only have to put down 10%. You would get a $100 for six nights or less, $200 for seven nights or more stateroom credit on your next sailing. And then you also get 10% off your sailing. You still get the 10% off your sailing. They no longer are doing the onboard credit. So the $100, $200 credits are gone. And to get 50% off of your deposit, you have to be sailing seven nights or longer. So that's kind of a bummer for platinum sailor like me. We always do placeholders. I highly recommend it to anyone on board a Disney cruise to go ahead and do it anyways. Uh, even with that change. So those are really the two big things coming out of Disney Cruise Line over the last two days. One, uh, that's a lot of fun. Everyone looks forward to it every year. And I highly recommend if you're wanting to do a cruise early 2021, get that booked immediately because rates only go up. Disney Cruise Line rates never reduce. And uh, the second one, not as much fun because they're taking away a little money from you, but you know it's still worth it. The product is the best uh, out there. It, there's a reason Disney Cruises are the price they are. They offer something the other cruise lines can't. Uh, they are bringing the parks and the magic of the parks to sea uh, with the characters, the dining, the interaction, the cast, the crew, uh, the stage shows. It's d- Imagine the cleanliness of a Disney park and put it on a ship. It really is the top tier, top of the line, 
uh, cruise that you can do uh, for you, you and your family. They're absolutely incredible. All right. So if somebody is interested in being like, okay, I need the book because mm-hmm. these new you know itineraries are coming out. Let's let's start from step one. Let's take this baby steps here. Sure. The different type of itineraries, so I guess locations. Where does Disney Cruise Line actually? I know there might be a lot, but just I guess the basic ones. You know, like the Castaway Key. The mm-hmm. you know, I guess just the basic. Give me the the Cliff's Notes version of where Disney Cruise Line uh, cruises to. So I think you have the first question you have to ask yourself if you're interested in Disney Cruise is, one, how long do I want to sail for? Do I, do I want to do a shorter sailing three or four nights, or do I want to go ahead and do a longer sailing seven nights? My first cruise, uh, we did a seven night. Um, I've done everywhere from three nights uh, all the way to a couple 14 night cruises. Oh, wow. Um, and you have to ask yourself that. That automatically, once you figure out, you know what, I think a four night cruise is best for our family for our first cruise, that automatically brings you down to um, really some what ship you're going to be on, what port you're going to go out of. Uh, what destinations you're going to sail to. Second, if if you're if you are really open on that, then you have to look where do I want to go. The major sailings, especially for first-time cruisers, would be one the Bahamas. That's top tier. That's going to go to Nassau and then Castaway Key. If you're doing a three-night, if you're doing a four-night, it'll go Nassau, Castaway Key, and a and a uh, at sea day. Um, if you're wanting to do a seven-nighter. You will be on the Fantasy, uh, the Disney Fantasy, and it goes to the Eastern and Western Caribbean out of Port Canaveral. So it's just, and I've done both of those, so it's just figuring out, hey, what islands do I want to visit? What ports do I want to see? Do I want to be on board for this long or this long? If you're looking to go out west, they take the Disney Wonder uh, out west during the late spring to really late fall now. I don't think it's coming back eastbound Panama Canal until November of this year. So uh, next month, which is one of the later dates I've ever seen. Uh, but they take it out. They do Baja and Mexican Riviera cruises uh, for the early part of the spring. Then there is a very specific sailing from San Diego to Vancouver. Um, and then from Vancouver, they'll be doing Alaskan cruises um, seven uh, nights and more from there. So you have that option. One of my favorite itineraries is uh, is the Magic. The Magic it stays uh, there at Port Canaveral or Miami out um, in the uh, winter and early spring. Around April, late March, they take it up the East Coast and they go across the uh, transatlantic. And it will spend its summer in Europe uh, doing the Mediterranean um, up through uh, Ireland and England and, and, and all those really great sailings there. So if you're looking to experience Europe, you can go beyond the magic and you can sail around uh, the Mediterranean on, you know, with that Disney feel too. We have done just to give you a little background on, on us. And uh, you're probably thinking, why am I going to listen to this guy about cruises? Um, Like I said, we've done all of the sailings, Eastern, Western, and the uh, Bahamas a bunch of times. We've done the Panama canal. We were actually on the Panama canal on the first sailing. We were the first passenger vessel through the new locks, which was unbelievably cool we had a huge ceremony all the kids from panama from the schools uh came on these school buses to wave and mickey and all the characters went out and waved um and we went from port canaveral and ended in san diego and then we went to disneyland for a couple days uh we also have done the mediterranean um, i'm sorry we've also done the transatlantic uh where we left port canaveral we went boston nova scotia five days across the northern atlantic dublin liverpool uh dover and then we spent some time in london and to see these kids, we pulled into to Liverpool and to see these kids that have never been to Disney but have seen Mickey their entire life and to see the characters walk out 
and these kids are losing their minds. I mean, it's the first time they've seen these characters in, in real life. You realize how lucky you are to be a Disney fan and to be able to be in the parks and be on the ships and stuff because it really is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do those things. I know that's super long-winded, Joe, and you know how we no, are. I'm used to being good. on the other end of things, uh, so I just kind of go. But, yeah, that's the next thing is figuring out where do you want to go. Uh, because most people, I think, uh, they think Disney Cruise, they think Port Canaveral, Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, I actually, you know, I've talked to you many times. I didn't even realize that it even went to, I know they went up to like Alaska and right. I think, I know they go out of New York every once in, once in a while and they hit, you know, Nova Scotia, but I didn't realize they even went into the med. I, I had no idea about that. So, I mean, you could pretty much go, they've really expanded their, their reach just beyond the Caribbean. I mean, I know they've acquired the second property in the islands, have another mm-hmm. private, um, island Light, experience. Yep. Lighthouse point. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know that's going to be in the works, but uh, I didn't realize that they went that far. I mean, I said I haven't done a lot of research into this. And maybe I'm afraid to because I know I'm going to get hooked. It's, it's it's so scary. And uh, Katie, my wife and I were talking about this just the other day. It's the fact of, hey, if we didn't do two or three Disney cruises a year, do you realize what we could do otherwise? You know what I mean? Uh, but it, for us, that we that's our go to. I mean, we love it. We walk on board now. And, you know, it's like if you're in the parks a lot and you know cast members around the parks and you see them and you're like, hey, for us, I mean, everyone from Captain Robert all the way down to, um, you know, some of the uh, uh, waiters and uh, servers and and head servers. And they're just they're friends of ours. And uh, it was really funny because we jumped on a a last last second cruise, just Katie and I, right before we did the Disney Dads podcast cruise. And uh, we were on board the dream. It's the only three night cruise we've ever done. And we walked in, and I walked by a, a, a crew member, and we kind of did that double take, you know, like you'll do in a mall or somewhere if you think you know somebody, but you don't. And then we both turned around. It's like, Andy, you know, and we're both, like, hugging and all that. So it's just amazing, man, how you get to know these people. So it's one of those things where, okay, so you're like, you say you feel a home on it. You, you see these people yeah. like, okay, I want to go. I want to go on this cruise. What is the like? What is the best way to go? And I know I understand you're obviously a travel agent, mm-hmm. but where do where do I look if I want to book a cruise? Do I go right to the Disney Cruise Line website? Do I go to like Expedia? Do I go to a travel agent? Like what what's the what's the best way to do it? Or what's like the what's the best way to find like the options and the prices? Like wh- where do I go? Like, if you want to do a Disney yeah. trip, you go to my Disney Experience or DisneyWorld.com right. and you you throw in your dates and see what's available. How do I get started on a Disney Cruise Line? Where where do I go to book? There's a bunch of great ways. So I mean, one you can go to DisneyCruise.com. There you can find the dates for, you know, everything you can play around, stuff like that. A lot of people don't know how the travel agent side works. Um, The fact of it doesn't cost uh, you anything extra to book your vacation through an agent uh, with a Disney cruise. So it's it's the same price whether you book with an agent or whether you book on your own. So if it's your first, even second time sailing, maybe you're not comfortable, you're doing a new sailing, you don't really know, and you know you can find an agent – that is really knowledgeable in the product, um, contact them because, you know, at least us on our end and all the agents I know and interact with, they don't charge anything, you know, for that kind of uh, that kind of planning. So that makes it really easy. But, yeah, if you want to play around, go to DisneyCruise.com. Type in those dates. Just just click on random things. Click on the ship. See just what it's doing. Very, okay. very simple to see. So you you go to those websites, right? So, like, mm-hmm. remember, I'm playing. I've never done this before. Right, right. And, I'm, and I know I've heard other – shows talk about like this class of stateroom this okay. this this category i know there's like a million different categories it's sure. just like booking a dvc room preferred room theme park view parking lot view you know <laughs> there's a million different views 
when I'm looking at a stateroom, what am I looking at? Am I looking at a balcony, no balcony? Am I looking at interior? Am I looking at like, is there a difference with how, and part of my ignorance here, how high up on the boat you are and how mm-hmm. low on the boat you are? Like in, in the easiest way possible, because I know there's a lot of different categories. Explain the difference between the different kinds of staterooms. Is there like one bedrooms? Is there two bedrooms? Like what's, what's the difference? Let's go the old school, uh, simple, easy math on yes. this one. Um, so yeah, if look, a lot of people get really confused because you'll see a oh, category 12 C category A, you know, it, like all this stuff that you really don't need to be paying attention to. I need like to. a red rider decoder pen right. to like tell which, yes. which is what <laughs> there's, there's just, there's, it's <laughs> unnecessary. Um, there's pretty much, let me run through them real quick. You have an, ins, a standard inside stateroom, right? Mm-hmm. That sleeps really three people. Uh, you, you, sometimes some can sleep four, but very, very few. So for families of three, uh, mostly two adults and a kid. That that's a that's a great that's your most budget friendly room. There's a deluxe inside stateroom that can sleep four uh, in some. Now those are your inside staterooms. Uh, then you move up to your ocean view. Ocean view is going to be you have a porthole, so you can see outside, but you can't walk outside. Um, then you go up to your verandas, which meaning you're going to have a balcony. The verandas you have your uh, j- just a just a, a deluxe veranda room, uh, stateroom that will sleep four people. If you need to sleep five, you're going to have to go up to a deluxe family uh, veranda uh, because that will sleep five with the pull down and the pull out and everything. Um, Then from there, you can go concierge and you're going up and now you have a private concierge lounge. You have certain other amenities that other say other cruisers don't. And if you really want to if you're paying, buddy, and I'm going with you, (laughs) if we're going to go on some uh, depending on what ship we're on, we can go in either the Roy or Walt Disney suite. I've been in the Roy Disney suite before, not as a guest, but I was just I I went and uh, went and saw it, had friends that had it. Man, I tell you what, that is one place to be. They have uh, pictures from the family in there. It's you have a living room with a table that'll seat eight to ten people. You oh, have wow. a living room, or I mean, a dining room seat eight to ten people. You have a living room with a, a couch and seating area. You have a full uh, bed. You have a couple bathrooms. It's it's unreal. So yeah, you answered my question. If there was definitely a concierge level, and that definitely sounds like a concierge level having that top suite right there. Yeah. Um, in regards to like the inside. Um, the inside rooms, mm-hmm. uh, are they claustrophobic? Like, because you don't have a window or anything like that. You, I mean, have you ever stayed in those? And if somebody like is claustrophobic or gets seasick, is that maybe not recommended because like you're on the inside and you don't see outside? I mean, is no. that something that, you know, we, in your experience uh, you've, uh, you know, with guests that you've dealt with? Well, actually I'm going to, for all this, I'll use myself as, as the example, cause I've stayed in every category below concierge. I haven't stayed concierge. Um, when we first went, we did our first cruise. We did a veranda because we were afraid of exactly that. Our every cruise since then, except for maybe two, um, we have done inside staterooms. For me, it is the point where I would rather pay less and cruise more than pay more and cruise less. So I have never felt claustrophobic, and I am. I you're talking to the guy who's terrified to ride Mission Space because I am pretty claustrophobic with that attraction. I, I think they're going to lock me in here and this is just where I'm living for now on. They're not going to come get me. Um, but no, it doesn't, you know, on, on, on the dream and the fantasy, you have the magic portholes where you have the view outside and it's, it's pretty cool, man, because the Disney characters go by, but even the other ones, we like to nap during the middle of the day and to be able to turn off the lights and it'd be pitch dark. It's, it's just fantastic. So it really is kind of up to you. I recommend for your first cruise, get a veranda because get that full experience, you know, uh, with being able to go out see the, see the ship, uh, pull up to the ports, you know, early in the morning or go, go, uh, 
go out late at night, you know, and just see the moon over the ocean, you know, in a private setting. So that would be my advice to first time cruisers after that, you know, see how you do. And then you can make that decision later on if you want to, you know, maybe an inside stadium is for your family. It is for ours. We know every time. Now, if you're telling me to get a, a veranda, I mean, is that like telling me to stay at like the contemporary tower room and like, no, no, no. Then, and then booking at like, yeah, like, you know, a value resort after <laughs> nothing wrong with value resorts, but you're going from one extreme to the other. I'm getting fireworks over to Magic Kingdom from a balcony and right, right. now I'm taking a bus from, uh, you know, Osceola County. So, <laughs> well, let me give you an example like this. So, the cruise lines, your room is, you know, people always say, I don't care where I stay in the parks because I'm only going to be in there to sleep, right? That really, for me, that that's not true with Disney World because we spend a lot of time in our at our our um, our room and we spend a lot of time at wherever we're staying. But with the cruise line, it really is like you really are just in there to sleep and change. So, and not only that, but when you look at a, a, a stateroom on a cruise line, none of them are big. You know, I mean, the deluxe family ocean view I think is two hundred forty square feet. Off the top of my head, give or take a foot or two. Um, and the inside um, standard stateroom, I think, is one like 180. So do the math. You're only you're only gaining a little bit of extra square footage. The only difference is you can walk outside on your balcony, you know? So now if, if I want to book a cruise, like you said, um, you were talking about, about the retention stuff before, but this is a first cruise for us here. So right, right. do we typically put down, like you said, what's the deposit you put down and when is the final payment due? Like how does that work? Perfect. So you would put down 20% of whatever the sale rate is. So um, math has never been my strong suit. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to throw numbers out and figure figure out exactly what your deposit would be based on it. But 20% of whatever the sailing cost. Um, after that, look, it's just like a Walt Disney World vacation. You can make payments as you go. If you want to pay, like say, say you, let's just say, for example, Joe, you call me and you go, Justin, I want to book a cruise. And here's my deposit. So we put your deposit down. And then you text me every month. I want to put $200 towards our cruise. I want to put $500 towards our cruise. And we just make that payment for you through Disney Cruise Line. Um, as long as it's paid by your your um, by the final date, then you're you're ready to sail. So, and, and that final date is comparable to your Walt Disney World vacations as well. You know, and and the cancellation policy is comparable as well too. You know, you have full cancellation up to final payment date. So. All right, so we're booked now. I'm making my payments to you. Mm -hmm. I've I've heard rumors that there are additional experiences on the boat. They could be uh, restaurants that are like you know are are, uh, are pluses. Um, is there spas on board? Like what what extras am I looking at now um, to book ahead of time? So am I, is there a spa on board? Am I making spa points? Is there the, the the brunches on board? Am I paying for those up front? What other add-ons am I looking at uh, excursions what else am I looking at now to book ahead of time before I get on the boat see now you're talking my language because now you're getting the, <laughs> now you're getting the fun stuff the I mean, fun booking, stuff. booking's good and everything but now you know, we're on the ship and cabanas we're that, the cabanas which I know Philip really fast I've heard you know right. on Castaway Key so go ahead and just explain that to everybody listening uh, how that goes yeah perfect I say what let me do this real quick I'll give you I'll give everyone listening some really quick tips and tricks okay um, when you first board a Disney cruise ship, of course, the first thing going through your mind after they say, welcome aboard the Quattrochi family. Can you tell I've got your name right? It only you took two years, it. but exactly. I'm nailing this thing now. <laughs> um, but uh, and you, you walk in, you, you're looking at the at the atrium and you're going, oh, my gosh, this place is unbelievable. You know, uh, after you do that, the first thing your stomach starts grumbling, you go, I got to eat. If you will go aft. So if you will go to the back of the ship instead of taking the main elevators. And take those up, it'll empty you right into cabanas, and you can be right there, one of the first people there. Um, 
as far as extra things added on, Disney got very revolutionary with their dining. So back years and years ago, they introduced a new thing called rotational dining. And with rotational dining, meaning you go to a different restaurant each night, but with that restaurant, your serving staff will move with you. That, all of the food around the ship, uh, your soft drinks, which is not, um, on most ships you have to pay for your soft drinks, your soft drinks, your ice cream, uh, all that, that's all included, but there are extras you can add on. A lot of people ask me this question. Is there, because you get this on other ships, is there a alcoholic package you can add on? There isn't. You have to pay per drink. But Disney Cruise Line is unique in the fact that they allow you to bring on uh, alcohol. They allow you to bring on beer and wine. Oh, wow. So, so Joe, you and I are talking. We planned our Disney Cruise. We're having a guy getaway. And um, I go, well, look, we got to bring our beer and our wine on. You can bring either a six-pack of 12-ounce cans uh, or two 750-milliliter bottles of wine per port on board. So meaning when we get on at Port Canaveral, you can walk on with six-pack of beer, right? Enjoy it in your stateroom. Then when we get off at Nassau, you can go buy six more beers and bring it back on and enjoy it in your stateroom. And that's per person, right? That's per person, per so adult. That's a 12-pack. Tim Schweska, you listening? You can bring yeah, your IPAs so on with you. Yeah, I mean, you tell them, you tell, <laughs> how often does Disney let you do something like that, right? Um, it's like being at a NASCAR race on a boat. You can bring your own beer in. A hundred percent. You nailed it, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, but you, they – the alcoholic packages, packages, I know people are screaming right now, they do add on alcohol. The packages you can add on is a wine or a beer package. The beer package is you're just paying for your beer in advance. Uh, the wine package you can pay for, and you can have it uh, brought to your table for dinner. Um, they'll even, let's say my wife and I get a three-bottle package. And we come, and they say, what would you like tonight? I tell them, and they bring the bottle. We drink half the bottle. They'll cork it, and they will bring it back the next night. Oh, you nice. know, or they'll save it for you and you can open a different bottle. Say you're having chicken the next night or fish and you don't want a red, you want a white. They'll open your, your bottle of white for you, save your red for maybe the next night you're going to have prime rib or filet, you know, whatever you're going to have. So they'll do that. So that's that's one of the ways you can add things on. And you can prepay for all of this before you leave. You can also prepay all of your gratuities. I don't know how you guys are. When I go on vacation, I like to have as much stuff paid for as possible. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I like tables in Wonderland because exactly. I, I know I'm already, yeah. I'm already taking care of the tip. It's like, yep. and if they're fantastic, I'll add a little bit extra on there. Yep. But I don't have to worry about like sitting at the table and like, oh, okay, what's twenty percent, you know, and this and that. So yeah, it's nice to have everything you know already pre-planned out. So besides the alcohol, um, mm -hmm. I know that the um, is there any spas on board? There are. Yep. Let me. Uh, so there's Census uh, Spa and Salon. And I have done quite a few treatments. Uh, I particularly enjoyed the uh, the men's uh, fire nice pedicure. I tried to get the guys to do it with me, and they wouldn't. I would totally uh, do that. So, oh my gosh, it's amazing, man! It's the best. Uh, I've done that. My wife and I did the couples massage once, and we it's like a private room. Um, so they do that, and then you have a balcony with a jacuzzi on it, private balcony jacuzzi, and they bring you a bottle of champagne and and chalk covered strawberries and stuff like that. Uh, really, really nice. Um, she's done a few massages. I've done a few. Uh, we don't do them so much anymore. The one thing that we typically always add on is the rainforest room. Now, what this is, is it is a room that has um, scented showers. It has uh, tile beds that you can lay on that are, that are heated, heated stone tiles. Uh, it has jacuzzi. It has um, a sauna, steam room, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, there's nothing better than going and sweating out your hangover the next day uh, in, 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 
in the rainforest room. So we typically that that normally runs about seventeen dollars per day. That's uh, they bad. just they just up that price. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And you can prepay for that for your entire cruise. So they do have that. They also have an amazing. I know you know you're a runner. I am actually starting to train because I I committed myself to running the 10K uh, Star Wars this year okay. in April. So uh, they do have an amazing uh, gym, and it's right at the front of the ship. It's a bit tough to run on a treadmill if it's choppy waters, but uh, you might want to jump on an elliptical. I tried to do that on the transatlantic. It didn't work out well. Um, <laughs> I never even thought of that. That's that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, because you're already thinking about it. You're already, you know, you're trying to run in one one direct motion, and the ship, if it's rocking the other ways, you're trying to. I can barely stay on a treadmill anyway. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, they do have an amazing, and that's included for free. Everyone gets access to that. You do not have to pay extra for that at all. Okay, and then uh, for extra fees, uh, the let's talk about brunches uh, at, at the restaurants and kids clubs and anything else that mm-hmm. uh, that are the main things that might be add-ons. So you are now, you know, because I've talked to you a bunch about it. The Palo is probably one of my favorite places on planet Earth. Between uh, California Grill and Palo, those two are my go-to's. Palo is a is an additional fee. Uh, they have. Palo on all four of the ships, but then they on the Dream and the Fantasy, they have um, Palo and Remy. Remy is more expensive. It's a French-inspired uh, um, restaurant. I've never personally done it because my wife is a super picky eater. Uh, I think that one runs right around 100 per person extra. Uh, but for me, Palo is where it's at. It's Italian-based. Uh, it is amazing. It's $40 extra. They just upped the price. It used to be 30 But for us, Platinum... Us people, uh, they they have not taken it away yet. We get a free Palo when we sail. So that's one benefit to sailing a ton of times with Disney. Um, it's unbelievable. From the service to the dining experience to the food, it is one of the best things you can add on. And if you look at it, for the quality of food you get and the quality of service you get, 40 bucks a person is nothing. That's, I mean, it really, it's nothing. Uh, so you can add that on. I highly recommend if you can do the brunch. Now, let me tell everybody this. If you're a first-time cruiser, it can be hard to get the brunch because they only do it on the four-night sailings usually only once. Uh, On the longer sailings, they'll normally do it two or three times. But Disney Cruise Line rewards the people who have sailed with them previously. Once you sail with Disney Cruise Line, you'll become what's called a Castaway Club member. And with being a Castaway Club member, uh, you get added benefits. So uh, the first time you're on, you're a first-time cruiser. The second through the fifth sailing you do, you are silver Castaway Club member. At the sixth through the tenth, you are gold Castaway Club member, and then the eleventh and and on, you are platinum. You're um, broke, and you're broke. <laughs> you do things like I do. You know what I mean, like hitchhike to get to the port. Um, but you, uh, you, you, you get to book things earlier. So when those uh, options open up to book things like Palo and and the spa, they open up for. Con- or concierge and platinum levels guess first, then they open up for gold next, then they open up for silver, and then they open up for first-time cruisers. So things that you add on, like Palo Brunch, or things you add on, like trying to get a cabana on Castaway, which I'm sure we'll talk about Castaway. Um, it, trying to get a cabana on Castaway, if you're not concierge or platinum, you will you will not get a, a, a cabana. It's just they sell out right away. There's no way to get one until, unless you're sailing with somebody or or you do sail as a concierge guest. 
Okay, so when you're booking this, if you're booking through a travel agent, they will probably tell you these options. If you're doing it online or through Disney Cruise Line's website, will all of these options come up like to select these things or are these something you have to like call up afterwards? And and like, how do you go about actually booking these? Yeah, they do come up. They, you have to practice. I mean, like you, you have to be somewhat knowledgeable of how to use the website and somewhat knowledgeable of the reservation system, uh, things like that, because it, it is a, it's different than do using like uh, MDE, you know, it's, it's a little more not in depth, but not as user friendly, you know, and for people who sail, they're probably thinking, well, yes, it is, you know, but if you're a first time cruiser, it can be a little bit complicated because, you know, you have to, you have to first know where to look, then you go and you find your particular activity, then there's different times or maybe different dates. And you got to make sure you're getting the entire family in there and, you know, things like that. So um, it is there, you just would have to play around with it a little bit to get get comfortable with it. All right, so I booked my stuff, right? Um, what's what's the um, is there anything that's got a specific dress code? Yes, uh, Palo Remy both have dress codes. Uh, they just changed Palo. Palo used to be no jeans for men, no denim for men. You can now wear uh, nicer jeans in there. I never do. I, I take that. I take that as a way to have a nice night out with the wife. Now let me uh, let me and let me say this: Palo and Remy are eighteen and over. There are no children allowed uh, in Palo or Remy. So. It's it's a nice night out with you know you your significant other, and are you and your buddies or whoever you're sailing with because there are no absolutely no kids allowed in that restaurant. And I've I've said this for a long time, and I know people probably think I you know because I mean Jen don't have kids whatever, but if Disney World did some things like that or if they had like a adults only place like that would be amazing because sometimes it's just nice to have a nice quiet dinner and you know and I yeah. think even I think even the parents deserve that. I think the parents, if they want to, you know, you have an eight year, seven or eight year old daughter. If she wants to, you could put her in the kids club for tonight. Hey, go have fun with the new friends you've made. And mom and dad are going to go out and have a nice, you know, a bottle of wine, have a nice quiet dinner, maybe some dancing and, and you know, just take a break for a little bit. I think that's pretty cool that they have that. And they also have, like I heard it, some adults only areas. So mm -hmm. it's nice that they actually, that the Disney cruise line is not just, you know, everybody thinks characters and craziness, but it's actually got, you know, a little bit of adult time. It's funny that you're talking about how, you know, they, you know, there's certain genes aren't allowed. I remember seeing the pictures from like my, my, my grandparents got, got rest their souls cruising out of Port Everglades in South Florida and they're wearing tuxedos on the boat. Yeah. This is yeah. back like in the eighties, you know, so they wore their tuxedos on, on the ship. And my grandmother was, you know, wearing a dress, you know, like a formal gown, like that was a, a big deal. So it's nice to see that they still have, you know, where you can get dressed up and have a nice dinner and, and, you know, cause that's what Jen and I like to do. We love having nice dinners. We love, you know, California grill, even though that gets to be a little crazy, a little loud, you know, it's not like having dinner at Casey's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a different experience. Well, I mean, uh, I have, I have a kid and that's all the more reason I don't want to eat with kids. I mean, I have to, I eat with her every night. I want a break, you know? And <laughs> for us, that's, we've talked a lot about all the different things that Disney cruise line does with their perks the the fact that i can go i can take riley who's my daughter i can take her she has the best time of her life and i rarely see her maybe the best thing disney cruise line does and some parents are like oh i would never leave my kid as i i am telling you right now drop your kid off at the kids club drop them off they will have the best time it's secure you're the only people that can pick them up and you will by day two You'll be in the adults-only area, laying by the pool with a cocktail in hand. I passed out on a lounger for three hours this past cruise. I was out like a light. I mean, it's the absolute greatest. And I'm sure we'll talk about the kids' clubs, too, because they're, they're the selling point for Disney Cruise Line.
All right. So I want to, I want to shift gears real quick. So we're, we've got our stuff booked. We, you know, we booked some, maybe some spa points. We've got our Apollo reservations. Um, the one thing, you know, Disney cruise, cruise line is mostly known for is obviously castaway key. So let, let's just get mm-hmm. that. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. Cause you know, everybody wants to know about that castaway key. Tell us about it. You know, the pros, the cons, uh, is it worth getting off the ship for, um, obviously the cabanas are extremely popular, but go ahead and just tell us what's there to do. I know they've got the, the 5k, uh, in the mornings, um, just go ahead and explain a little bit about Castaway Key. It's absolute paradise. It is, imagine a, a perfect bohemian island uh, with white sand, uh, soft, soft uh, uh, waves, you know, coming up on the sand. And then you have Disney and they put their thumbprint right on it. And just, they put their, their, their attention to detail and their, you know, the way they take care of you as a guest. But now you're on this island. Everything from the second you walk off the boat to where your towels are taken care of, they have water and everything is right there. They have the tram service that will take you to the different beaches, whether it be the family beaches or if you want to go to the adult-only beach. I mean, they have they have a beach where it's 18 and over, and there's no children out there. And it's quiet, and it's amazing. Um, also, once you get off, you're going to walk right past the kids club. They have a kids club on the beach where you can drop your kids off uh, and they'll play and it's interactive and they, the characters come uh, really, really amazing for me. The only con to Castaway is that you have to leave. I mean, really it, it, it is the perfect Disney day. And I always tell people that, and it was funny because you know, we just did our Disney dad's cruise in July. And like I was saying, we had 71 people sail with us. Uh, we had over 20 families. Uh, people flew all the way from Switzerland uh, to come sail with us. Um, and it was it was just amazing. And I, I, would t- I was telling first time cruisers about Castaway. And you try to explain to them what it looks like, what to expect. And we actually did a double dip at Castaway, meaning we went twice. So we went Castaway, Nassau Castaway. And after the first day at Castaway, they came up to me at dinner and they go, you didn't do it justice. And I'm like, I, I can't. There's Words can't explain what Castaway Key is. Um, there are play structures out in the water where you, the kids, not only kids, the adults can go out. Uh, there are uh, a snorkeling area where they have sunk uh, hidden Mickeys and, and Minis and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you can go around. There are excursions you can do. You can do everything from parasailing to you can go pet the stingrays. You can, I mean, they have all kinds of stuff. You can rent bikes, go all around the island. You mentioned the, ca- the Castaway 5K. That is complimentary. All you have to do is sign up. Now, it is limited, so you, when you get on board, you have to go um, up to um, – a port port uh, port excursions desk and sign up for that, but it really is a lot of fun. You get a cool little medal too. Uh, actually, that's my profile picture. Is my wife and I running it? Um, but you get to do that. It, all of your food is included. So when you get off at 11:30, Cookies Barbecue will open. You can eat all your soft. They have soft drinks there. They have a soft serve ice cream thing there. Fresh fruit, um, amazing food. If you're on the adult beach, here's a little here's a little tip for people. If you're on the adult beach, you don't just get the burgers the chicken sandwiches all that kind of stuff they have ribeye steaks so you can go to the adult beach and eat ribeye steaks for lunch out there um of course drinks are for sale while you're laying in your hammock or you're laying in your chair they have the uh crew from the ship walking around bringing you drinks you know if you order a daiquiri or a beer or whatever you're ordering you know you don't even have to get up they bring it to you and do you just and do you just charge just like I mean I know you don't have a magic band but do you have just like a room key that you just put it on mm-hmm. your your room account and it's just like here charge it and it's that's it it's done. I'm really I'm really glad you said that too because that's important. A lot of people get confused about that because one of the questions I get a lot is can I pay cash once I'm on board? You know a lot of people don't want to put stuff on credit cards stuff like that. Uh, when you go to check in at Port Canaveral, you will get what's called your key to the world card. 
that is your everything. That will get you on and off the ship with a photo ID. That will also, um, now if, let me take it back, with your passport. Um, but once you're going to the islands like Castaway, you can just use a photo ID and your key to the world card. Um, that will let you do your charging privileges. It tells you your uh, rotational dining. So it'll say like A-R-E, you know, like Animator's Palette, uh, Royal Table, Enchanted Gardens, you know. Um, you'll know where you're, where you're sitting. It'll have your table number. The only thing it doesn't have is your room number because if you lose it, they don't want you to be able to someone to get in your room. Okay. So you'll use that to pay for everything. If you're wanting to pay cash, you'll need to go to guest services before the last night of the cruise and pay off your balance uh, in cash. Um, they will not accept cash or credit cards at any location on board Disney cruise ship or on board Castaway Key. All right. So, I mean, so definitely they're trying to make it, you know, simple as possible and as safe as possible. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, cause yeah. I know for us, I just, I'd love just having a credit card on file and just be like, yeah, just charge it our room. That's just, what we do. Well, I'll put you know. our Disney V's on file and give me the, give me the points. And then I'll I mean, go eat California grill with the, with the Disney dollars that I give back. And, right. and, just, and, and that's a chase card, but I'm just a little, Little little tip that I, I've come to learn um, is I have a Chase Sapphire Reserve. It's got a little bit of a high fee, but I get triple points on uh, hotels, uh, flights, uh, and restaurants. And if you charge your stuff to your room at Walt Disney World, doesn't matter if you're charging, uh, and I'm sure Disney Cruise Line is the same way. If you're charging uh, toy purchases or food purchases or excursions, if it goes back to your room, it's considered a hotel charge. I'm getting triple points. Really? So, I thought I thought maybe you had just. Uh... Like none of the guys knew, but you had signed a new uh, a new um, sponsor, and just it was like Discover or something like that. I'm working on getting Chase on board. You, know? <laughs> right? you, were, you, were like, you were like, I know that's a Chase card, but let me tell you about Discover. Discover no, no, no. It's well, the, the, card the, for you. the Sapphire is a Chase card, but I'm saying just uh, look into your rewards too, because uh, <laughs> and, you know if you're spending a lot on Disney Cruise, you might as well get the points for it, right? So like, look, at, uh, look at Joe plugging away, man. I like it. Do you yeah, think? Right. I, I try, <laughs> but uh, and one more thing, I, I want to get into about you know what it's like boarding the boat and stuff. But if you want to just touch base real quick on you mentioned the kids clubs a lot, yeah, I know you wanted to elaborate more about it. Go ahead and just explain real quick about the you know about the kids clubs and what parents can expect. Uh, you know, for different age groups and mm -hmm. something yeah. up and so on. So you have the nursery that goes up to age three. Um, if, if your kid is under the age of three, they have to go in the nursery. That is the only one that's not complimentary, but it's very affordable. It's less than $10. Um, I believe it's less than $10 an hour. Don't quote me on that. It's been years since I used the nursery. Our, our, our daughter's older, but we used it multiple times when she was younger. She sailed for the first time at 18 months and she just did her 10th cruise. So um, then starting at three, as long as they are, uh, potty trained, they can go into the Oceaneers Club and Lab. They're, they are connected. They can go back and forth. So the cool part, man, is every half hour they are doing activities. So, I mean, they have stuff from, you know, 8 in the morning all the way until midnight. And they go in there. And I go to get Rye and I'm like, hey, man, you want to come out and maybe we'll get on the water slide? She's like, I'm good. I'm good. We're we're doing slime or uh, Tinkerbell's here or, you know, Mickey's coming for for this or we have the Pluto pajama party coming where they decorate pillowcases. It's just, it's all the time. And that's completely complimentary with your, that's included with your sailing. Um, now there's some people out there going, well, I have a teenager. They're not going to go in there. Uh, once they reach, uh, tw I think it's 11 to 14, they can go to the next club up. And then they also have a club from 14 to 17, uh, where they can go to a, to a different club that has a little more, you know, it's, it's more adult, oriented you know they have like a coffee bar they have like all that kind of stuff to where I just pictured myself as a 17 year old on a boat with oh my people. gosh i know right yeah 
Um, so yeah, the, the, the kids clubs are amazing. Riley's made, you know, like, so we've done two 14 ers the Transatlantic Panama Canal. She's made friends that we still keep in touch with to this day because of the friends she made. Uh, it, it's really incredible. And, and counselors, she's made friends with counselors that she's cried leaving them. I mean, she's legitimately upset about having to leave these people. So it sounds like a really good experience and definitely something if, you know, uh, you want a little bit of alone time and, you know, you could, you well, could swing it financially. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, and, you know, it get, lets the kids be a little independent as well. Like, hey, mom and dad, I'm on my own trip. I'm doing my own thing here. I got my own friends. I mean, so well, uh, it's not just that, Joe, too. And uh, look, you drop them off in the evenings after the stage show because they have amazing, amazing stage productions. They have the adults only. Uh, um, you can go to the bars, the lounges, but you can also go and they have shows each night, whether it be a magician, a juggler, a comedian, and they're adult oriented. These are not for people under the age of 18. So when you think Disney, you know, you might not think, wow, they, that comedian's really saying that on a Disney cruise ship. And I like that they involve that with it. You know, the fact that, oh, it's not, you know, this, uh, uh, hey, guys, shucks, you know, stuff all the time. You're getting that kind of adult feel. So, look, get out. Let your kids have fun. But you go explore the ship, too. All right. So we've covered a lot on this this show tonight. Uh, the one final thing I want to go over is um, this all sounds great. We've booked the trip. We've booked our excursions. we got the kids in the kids club. Um, but the one big question is, is how do we get there? How do we get on the boat? How, how yeah. does that work? Because I yep. know Port, Port Canaveral is this big. I know between uh, Disney Cruise Line and I believe Royal Caribbean, they have a big – it's a big contest. Who's got the nicest terminal, you know, to, to board at? So, uh, how do how do we go about getting on the boat? What what's the process of actually getting on the ship to enjoy this cruise that we're talking about? Yeah, perfect. So there's many ways. So my favorite thing to do, and everyone should do, is you should go stay at Walt Disney World before and after, because then uh, you can take the transfer from Walt Disney World the bus. Um, unlike the Magical Express, it is not complimentary. There's a small fee to take that. So I've done that before. That's great. But I've also, I have rented a, a, one time, my girls have never been in a limo, so I rented a limo when we did the Panama Canal Cruise um, to take us from our, from Boardwalk, or no, I'm sorry, from the Poly. A big uh, baller over here. Yeah, know. man, I tell you what, <laughs> and it's, it's very reasonable. People don't realize how reasonable that actually is when you look in the grand scheme of things. When you look at, hey, I'm going to pay, let's say, $50 per person for transfer, but um, I can do a limo for my family for like 220 And it's private. You know, it's private. And we had mimosas, which I spilled in my lap the second we got to port. Um, it was fantastic. <laughs> we, uh, but we've done that. And then we've also look. We're we're close, Joe. You you know you you pretty much live down that way. Uh, we've driven to port more than anything. So you drive, you park. Depending on how long you're gone, depending on how many nights you're sailing, is depending on how much it costs. I believe a three and four night sailing is eighty five dollars, and then it goes up a little bit from there. So. Uh, it's almost park, like park, it's park. almost like airport parking. I mean, really, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Um, once you get to port, you will need your passports in hand, and you also need your stateroom number. Uh, this is where the holdup typically comes. You can tell first-time cruisers because they don't have any of their stuff ready. Um, have your passports for everyone sailing. Uh, know your stateroom number because they'll ask you, and uh, then you'll go through. You'll actually come to security, and it's security just like. Um, going through an airport, but less stringent. You don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to you know, do all that kind of stuff. But they will scan your bags. Uh, if you remember, we were talking about bringing on beer and wine. It's got to be in your carry-on bags. cannot be in your checked luggage. So uh, you'll bring all that through. They'll scan your bags through. You'll go through a metal detector. And then you walk into that beautiful port terminal where you look over and Mickey or Goofy or Minnie is meeting people. And you can have your picture taken there. Uh, if you look right to the left, there's our their amazing DVC uh, people that are going to be sailing with you and doing your DVC party on board because they have a nice DVC party the first day of sailing. 
Um, and then you'll go through and it's a very expedited, very fast line. You'll, pre you'll present your passports, your sailing documents, and they will take your picture as a family. And then they will individually process and give you your key to the world card. And they will hand you one other card. It's probably the most important card you hold at that moment. And it'll have a number on it. And that's the magic number. And it'll say your boarding number. Uh, so whether it be, you know, 10, 11, uh, and then you'll start hearing that name. Uh, it'll say the, uh, the Disney dream has been cleared by customs and we are right aboard and they'll announce the, they always pick a family to be the family of the day. And then they'll go, go down board one, two, three. As soon as they call your number, there you go. You go through those Mickey ears, you're up the ramp, you scan your cards, you take your family picture, you walk into the atrium, they announce your name and you are on your first Disney cruise having a blast, having an amazing time. And I'm telling you, once you do one, you won't, you absolutely won't say no to a second one. You will absolutely, while on board, be booking that placeholder. Yeah, it still sounds like, um, from what, you know, we, we watch a lot of blogs and a lot of YouTube, mm -hmm. and it still seems like the Disney Cruise Line is the one place where the Disney magic, the hospitality, the old school that you know we grew up with, it, it kind of still exists on uh on Disney Cruise Line, you know, some of it, you know, on, on the theme parks, you know, on the mainlands is kind of, it's kind of gone away a little bit here. We were talking there. about that earlier. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. I mean, it's yeah. so it's, but they said it's still prevalent on the Disney Cruise Line. So uh, it's one of those things that I know Jen and I, and I've learned a lot from speaking with you tonight about this. I mean, it seems like it's very involved, but I think it's no different than a Walt Disney World vacation. I mean, planning six months out, you're, you're, you're dining and your fast passes 60 days mm -hmm. out. Once you figure out what you have to do, it's not that big of a deal. And I think the cruise line is probably the same thing. If you know where you want to sail to, you know, the type of room you want, you know, that you want to have, you know, you're going to bring this kind of alcohol with you. I need to bring these kind of clothes at me. It's kind of like second nature. I mean, for somebody who sailed, you know, as many times as you and your family have, it's probably, it's the cruise. It's not a big deal. You know what you have to do when you have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, and that's, you know, it's also, it's nice to be able to pass that, uh, pass that knowledge along to, look, the fun for me doing what I do is seeing the first time Disney family or the first time Disney cruise family uh, board and the pictures that come back and they get a hold of me and they say, you were right. I mean, you were 100% right about do this, don't do this. Uh, there are a lot of things I would say skip on Disney Cruise Line. Um, and that's the kind of tips and tricks we give. I mean, it's just, you, you can't beat it. So is there, uh, Justin, is there anything else that you think we haven't touched on today that as a first timer, we would need to really, you know, discuss here? You know, I think, I think a lot of people, their concern is seasickness, especially if you've never sailed. Um, I would say that's why when you stick to a shorter sailing, I, I was on the, um, transatlantic and we had 40 foot swells. You're not going to have that going to the Caribbean or the Bahamas. Uh, it, it, it's an adventure whenever you have that, but that's, I mean, that's few and far between you experience something like that. The rest of the time it's smooth sailing. Uh, the amazing thing is, and you will never see it, but underneath the water, there are 40 foot wings that come out on either side of the ship to stabilize it, uh, after you're out at sea and, and you're, and you're chugging along. Um, but not just that, be prepared. You know, like take stuff with you. If you know that you can get queasy on attractions or queasy in the car, uh, take the Drammy, take uh, take the C bands. You know, they they really do work. Um, take some, you know, what, whatever you need to make you feel comfortable, take it with you. Better to be prepared than and not need it than you know get on board. But even if you get on board, you're having a hard time. They do have an amazing infirmary, and you can go down there on on deck one, and they will take care of you 100. percent They'll get you what you need. But always just try to, you know, take care of yourself if possible. You know, well, don't, don't rely on somebody else to try to always fix, uh, you know, especially well, being sick out on sea. Yeah, exactly. Before we finish, and I'll give you a great seasickness story. And it involves a uh, it involves one of the it was like two steps below the captain. And we're on the transatlantic cruise. It's day three. We left Boston. 
We were two more days till we get to Dublin. The uh, the the waves were covering the third story portholes. So wow. thirty foot, you know, uh, and the cast is getting a little queasy. You know, people are getting queasy. And and this this uh, gentleman who we got to know, he came up to me, officer. He said, uh, "How are you doing?" He's from Norway. I said, uh, "I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. You know, feeling you know a little, uh, you know, but I'm okay. Doing good." He said, "Listen, stop drinking water." And drink more whiskey. You'll be fine. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. You're the professional. I will go do that now. You know, so it was it was great. Well, that's good advice for anybody uh, over the age of 21 to, <laughs> to eat on their next career. So. Mr. Uh, Mr. Jeff Williams, producer extraordinaire. Do you have anything to add uh, or anything, questions for our uh, Disney Cruise Line expert here, Mr. Justin Suter? Sure. Any uh, feedback on the Hawaiian cruises? Oh, you know, I, 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 so I have never done one of the Hawaiian cruises, and they're few and far between with Disney. Right. Um, I always love when they announce it. I, I would highly recommend doing a Disney Hawaiian cruise for me because I love Hawaii and I love Disney Cruise Line. It's, you know, it's like peanut butter and jelly. I love right. those, both those things. Put them together, it's even better. Um, I've never, I can't give you any personal advice. And actually, I don't know anybody personally who's, you know, I do know one person who's done it and they loved it. Um, yeah. But they have done 60 Disney cruises. And so right. I I, uh, <laughs> they, I think they really like everywhere they go. But um, look, there's some other cruise lines that do great Hawaiian cruises as well. Uh, Mike, my co-host over Disney Dads, he just did Hawaiian cruises past year and uh, and really enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, uh, if next time they go out that way, hey, if you want to jump on board, I'll get on board with you. Let's roll. <laughs> Let's yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah, Hawaii is the, Hawaii is the best, man. <laughs> right. I can't believe it's been a year since I've been there, but to do a cruise, I don't know. See, that would be tough, man, because you, you, the probably the cruise would be amazing, but then you want to get off the boat and see Hawaii. It's like, do I want to get off the boat and actually see Hawaii? And then when you're on land, you're like, do I want to get back on the boat because like, I love it thing. so much? That's the thing, exactly. You know. Oh, and yeah. how do you not go? How do you go and not go to Alani, anyways? I feel That's like right. I'm cheating. Right. <laughs> like the Minahune are my people. Like they're they're tiny. <laughs> they they're hard to see in a crowd, and uh, that's just that I love the Minahune. Yeah, that 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 detail at Alani is fantastic. The little the little details of those little yeah. guys hiding all over the place. I, I saw my first one in an elevator. I was like, what? what the hell is that up there? <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Well, Justin, the, the last thing we're gonna talk about is um, the um, anytime we have a guest come on, we have a, a little segment called the Piston Cup. It's where we ask you a set of five random questions, uh, and it's it's a it's a you know, I'll give you two options, and the first thing that comes to uh, your mind, you just kind of spout it out. So I think uh, I think Dave said it was named after the Piston Cup because I think Jeff the Tamai came on because I was a big Lightning McQueen fan and named the Piston Cup, I believe. So right. um, it's nice I get to, I get a chance to ask somebody else this. So right, uh, this is intimidating. This, this yeah, is the most you know, intimidating so, you have done. Let's so do this. I, I did these questions ahead of time, and one or two, and I realized I'm like he's probably hasn't experienced this yet. So just just answer them the best you can. Let's have a okay. little bit of fun with it. All right. So uh, first question. Monorail or Skyliner? Monorail. Okay. Second question. Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain? Space Mountain. Disney Cruise Line vacation or DVC vacation? Disney Cruise Line. Walt Disney World Golf. Are you choosing the Palm or the Magnolia? Magnolia. Disney Springs or Boardwalk for Nightlife? Disney Springs. There you go. So that's uh, that's our Piston Cup for tonight with our special guest, Justin Suter. So, uh Jeff, if you don't have anything else to add, I think we'll we'll close the show out. It literally a little bit long tonight, but I think that uh, we got a lot of great info out there. So hopefully, I know this helped me out. 
and I'm sure it'll help some of our other listeners out. So before we uh, close out, Justin, just explain to our audience where, again, where you can be found on Twitter and Instagram and your websites and your podcast, uh, where everybody can find you. Yeah, 100%. Disney Dads Podcast, a great family show. We have been doing it for a little over two years. We have a great group of people over on Facebook um, that we keep at Disney every single day. It's Disney Dads Podcast Family on Facebook. Um, Twitter, at Podcast Disney. I have no idea how I got that Twitter handle, but it's it's uh, at Podcast Disney. Always talking new Disney news over there. And uh, our Instagram, you can check it out as well. We're not as active on Instagram. I need to step up my Instagram game. Um, but you can find all that at www.disneydadspodcast.com. Com. Uh, we also have other shows that we've done. Uh, we're about to roll out second season of Disney 8. The first season was all about eight influential women of the Disney Corporation. Uh, we also have Walking with Walt. It was all about the man himself, Walt Disney, and history, uh, his historical um, uh, presence in the parks. And, uh, of course, we have the Way With Me Travel podcast, which is all based on destinations around the world, really just us rambling about travel news. It's a lot of fun. Uh, me and my host, Jamie Vigiano, the owner of Way With Me Travel, um, and uh, you can find that there as well. We have so much cool stuff going over there. We'd love for you to join us. And, uh, yes, if you have any questions, you can reach me at DisneyDadJustin at gmail.com, or you can reach me at Justin at AwayWithMeTravel.com, and I'll be happy to answer any more, you know, more detailed questions you might have about Disney Cruise Line or cruises in general uh, and uh, maybe get your family sailing real soon. You got a lot going on, man. Shoot. It's unbelievable. <laughs> My wife looks at me sometimes and she goes, and I'm always, you know, you guys probably like this too. I'm always brainstorming new things. And so I come to the other day and said, I think I'm going to introduce a video aspect to our show. And she goes, oh, okay. Yeah. See you in a couple <laughs> years. Yeah. And I'm never going to see you. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, your daughter's in high school now. It's like, oh, the time has passed that fast. I just walk downstairs like Rumpelstiltskin with a big beard, you know, like what's happened, you know. <laughs> All right, Mr. Mr. Brain Dude, where they can, can they find you online? Oh, you can find me at braindud92 on Twitter and just braindew on Instagram. All right, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Quiet. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC roundtable uh, show on uh, resortloop.com. And uh, that's pretty much going to do it for tonight. So I just want to thank Justin for coming on. I thank uh, Jeff for uh, for producing the show and recording it for us. And uh, until next time, guys, have a great night. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.